you're listening to Boss 2 from Majuo. Released August 25th, 1995, composed by Hiroshi Ayazuka and Tomohiro Endo. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, it's Pedroth. It's Pedroth. I tried to think of some sort of, like, demonic-sounding introduction for myself, but, nah, nah. It's just me, little Bedroth. It is my birthday as we record. It is. Turn 41, man. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What, what better way to celebrate than uh, with the topic that we're talking about today? Talking about <laughs> where we're going to be in a few years, right? Oh, God. <laughs> if I don't believe in it, does that protect me from going there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. Because who really knows? <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I'm all right, then. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drops a quick rating and a review. really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. Uh, I was, before we clicked record, looking to see if we had any new comments, and I guess there still could have been, right? There's been episodes that released over the past few weeks, several, in fact, if you missed any of them. But uh, normally, we get new comments shortly after episodes post from the same regular commenters. So I was like, oh, we don't have any new comments. And I was like, oh, well, wait a second. It's because I haven't posted an episode in October yet. We haven't had a single Halloween episode drop. Granted, it's only the 10th, and we've already recorded all of our content for October, which is early, honestly. Yep. But that's just yeah. because of the way this month is laid out. It's very weird. It is. Halloween's it is on a odd. Tuesday, which is why we're going to do yeah. something a little special on uh, November 1st or for that week, since I never post on time. <laughs> Yep, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, it's a good good batch of episodes. I don't think anybody's going to be too upset if these all drop in, you know, less than a week apart. Ah, uh, there'll be a little so. bit of separation. There will be yeah, I know. You, like, you like to build that in so yeah. we don't cannibalize too much. 
Yeah. Although cannibalization would be appropriate for for Halloween. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> I wonder how many. Yeah, there's there's probably enough. Probably. Oh enough man, to yeah, field cannibal tracks. That's yeah. Probably enough to field some sort of episode. Yeah, maybe. But uh, this week, as we continue <laughs> the spooky season here on BG Mania, we are taking a trip south. Maybe. Yeah. South. De- depending that's, on. That's kind of harsh. Ah. I know it's not the best part of the country, but. <laughs> I guess you could say we're taking a trip down under, but I don't want to don't want to upset any of our Australian listeners. Yeah, we have them. They're <laughs> out there. I know them. I know they are. Trust me. Well, and you, you know, some cosmologies put this place under the surface of the earth, and some put it in an entirely different realm altogether. Uh, and some as put well it on as earth. the uh, the spirits that come from it. Yeah, some put it on earth, which would be my contention, but. Um, yeah, uh, talking about hell and demons and all other things related to that. Um, I actually think we do pretty good sticking to just hell and demons in in terms of like a, uh, a theme. Yeah. I mean, if you use demons, you know, loosely, because in a couple of instances, we're talking about like the chief of the demons, although who that is sort of varies from, you know, of course, from culture to culture. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But Yeah. It also looks like we're, for the most part, we're looking at uh, hell and demons from like a Western or at least Abrahamic perspective or the modern sort of sentiment about hell and demons that comes from that perspective. Yeah, I would say that's probably the case, but that I don't really see anything here from like Eastern. uh, Yeah, though, I mean, Asian Asian hells, things like that. what, What would you consider like the Greek underworld? That is still definitely Western, but it is a different sort of. Um, it's a different thing than the biblical hell, although the modern like idea of hell, including in the church, is probably influenced as much by the Greek underworld as it is by actual like biblical, biblically literal ideas of hell. Sure. Okay. So well, that's yeah. Fair. Well, that's fair. Um, we will get into all of those things because we have some really interesting things coming up, including a track that's from a game that I have no idea what it's about. Luckily. You found some information because even I wasn't able to find much on this game. Uh, It was my opening pick, my first submission for this episode. We think the game is pronounced Majuo. Uh, There's like, I don't know what that little symbol is called. That's a straight line. Yeah, just like a straight line over the U and the O. The the U and the O, but I'm sure it's referred to as something. Uh, But it was released in Japan only for the Super Famicom on August 25th, 1995. And again, it was composed by Hiroshi Ayazuka and Tomohiro Endo. But like I said, you found a little bit of information. So luckily you can just read that again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is definitely uh, this game is at least has a cult following. No pun intended. It's about transforming into demons. Yeah, it's it's, you know, got that trope where your hero it's a side scrolling action game or kind of a run and gun. And it's got that trope where your hero goes through and when he finishes a level, he gains a new power in this instance that new power is being able to turn into different kinds of demons i saw like a winged humanoid a uh, a were dragon um and then like an ultimate demonic form that you use to fight the big boss who is the king of demons which is an alternate title or a translated title of this game but yeah this is one of those rare snes games i've never heard of because i super famicom um like you said 95 that's a little bit late for the snes and uh, 
This it was developed by KSS uh, and published by KSS, also developed by Nippon Ichi Software. Have not heard of those composers. Um, yeah, it didn't really ring a bell for me either. Uh, the game, according to Nintendo Life, did pretty well. Um, got an 8 out of 10 through them. They described it as Castlevania with a gun. Or maybe that was somebody else. Retro Gamer said it was like Castlevania with a gun. Huh. It's like Infernax, but before Infernax. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I like the way that track sounds, dude. Like, that's why I picked it. I was honestly just looking up games because there were a few that I knew I wanted to bring for this episode. And then I just went exploring and was looking at games that had some sort of elements of demons in them and stumbled upon this one. Never had heard of it either. And then started exploring the soundtrack. And there were a few good things, but this one stuck out to me most. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to, you know, you said there are a few good things. I'm going to have to listen yeah, to uh, some couple. of this because it's not all great, but there's a couple good things in there. There's a lot of good music in this sort of topic out there. And a lot of it that I had never heard of. Uh, a few games on my list. One, uh, two, three, it looks like. Three of the games I brought, I had never heard anything about ever at all. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be in, in a couple of years I haven't heard of either. Nice. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's get into your first block. Okay, let's do that. We're going to start with... Um, a series. We have a couple of series on here that I think you couldn't really do this episode without, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, but this is a version that a lot of people may not have heard of, and it's got some really cool sound and some additional instrumentation in it. I think you're really going to like this. Remind, reminds start me off, of when we found that Street Fighter 6 3DO version. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Which had yeah. a completely different sound. Yeah, We're going to have to do a 3DO episode at some oh, point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's on the calendar yeah. next year. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, well, we're going to start my block off with I Sawed the Demons from Doom 3DO. Released December 29th, 1995, and composed by Robert Prince.
Next up, we're going to listen to Judgment from Hell is Other Demons, released April 18th, 2019, composed by Remy Gallego. Closing out my first block, we're going to listen to Not Today, Satan from Dicey Dungeons, released August 13th, 2019, composed by Chipsel. Oh, 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 oh,
Coming back in, we are first talking about I Saw the Demons from the 3DO version of the classic demon hunting first person shooter doom and yeah you can't do a helen demons episode without doom right you can't and and not even where <laughs> some would expect you to go with the mick gordon dooms i know those are the ones that are you know more popular these days but there is just something about that that campy you know fake metal <laughs> midi sound from the original doom that just this was one of the formative games for me man um i I was really into Doom when I was in middle school, and I was not, I, uh, <laughs> but I did play it. My parents, if I think if they knew what it was I was doing, they wouldn't have liked it. But I, they didn't ever really watch me play, and my mom had heard some things about it. But I said, "No, mom, it's really okay because you're killing the demons in this game, so it's good." <laughs> Brian, are you in there commuting with the devil? <laughs> No, Mom, I'm shooting him in the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I sawed the demons, which I love that. Hilarious title. Yeah. And and the best thing, the demons in Doom are the big, like, pink gorilla bulldog looking things. And the best weapon against them is the chainsaw because they just run right at you and it just, like, sucks them in. And that's, you know, that's what you want to use. But this 3DO version is really, really good. Yeah, by someone that I'm not super familiar with. Robert Prince? Yeah, yeah Bobby Prince or Robert Prince. He was the, the composer of the original Doom. I, I don't know if he actually arranged it for the 3DO, but I was looking kind of while we were listening. I'm sure you did too. I didn't find anything else as far as like who adapted it. So Yeah, um, no. but I mean, and, I mean outside he of Doom, he didn't, did he do much else? I don't think so. I really only associate his name with the original Doom. I actually even forgot he composed the original Doom. And I wonder if he was involved in like the rock and metal scene around that time. And that's why id Software, uh, you know, reached out to him because, 
you know, the original Doom, so many of the tracks, maybe even all the tracks, like each of the tracks is based in in some degree uh, on an existing like metal hit uh, and there's a whole you can look it up like how just google no, how is the Doom soundtrack based on metal and you know <laughs> uh, you know you'll you'll see that this, this song is based on this from Pantera this song is based on this from Metallica you know stuff like that so but yeah uh, I saw the demons um, guitar freaking is so dope and the bass we'll, we'll shout out the bass line too but man that guitar is just so dope in this track. Yeah, man, the guitar is really is really great. I just the original Doom was basically in MIDI software. Um, b- better, you know, audio commentators sure. than than I could probably tell you more. But it was yeah. basically MIDI software, so it wasn't capable of sounding like a real instrument. It was good enough for you know the players at the time. But it's really the the, the 3DO was uh, was Redbook Audio. It wasn't as advanced as what you would get a little bit later on down the line but it's really just uh you know it's it's way beyond what the original doom sounded like and i I like the way it just sounds more full but it doesn't quite sound like quote unquote real cd audio yet so uh so yeah it's kind of right there in the middle and instead of being uncanny valley it's it's just it's just can't be enough but still sounds good yeah it's very good (laughs) very very good and uh, but yeah, then that leads us into the second track here by somebody who I had not heard of. This is Judgment from Hell is Other Demons. Uh, this is composed by Remy Gallego. And uh, yeah, have you ever heard of this it's game? Not Gallego? It is not Gallego. Well, okay. I can tell by the first name. It looks it looks French. Remy sounds French, and that double L in most Latin languages is going to be a Y sound. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're close enough to to Mexico here in the U.S. We're only butt right up next to it, so come well, on, we know. I'm closer to Canada. Um, thank you very much. Uh, you are, you are, which is you know Quebec. There's your French right there. Remy Gallego uh, is al- also known as the Algorithm. It's the music. That's the musical project that he is associated with. Okay. Um, and his style, the this uh, his website says, his style is characterized by an unusual combination of electronic music with progressive metal, which really sums up this the sound of this game or of this track. And most of the other, I listened to several tracks from this game, and all of them were good. But this one, to me, was just head and shoulders above the other ones. Yeah, I've not heard of this game either. Um, you said you owned it, which was interesting. But uh... I think it was free on Epic one week. Oh, okay, okay. Um, this has such a sick vibe to it, man. It it does have the electronic. I honestly would say this also has a little bit. It's it's got some EDM and, and dubstep in there in certain elements. Um, at least again, minimalistic features of that genre, I guess. Um, this is such a cool sound. I love this a lot, and the end was super cool too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I love, you know, the drum and the bass, of course, but um, it, it does have that sort of electronic, almost club sound. But yeah. the but the mood is definitely very metal. And um, a lot of that, of course, is based on those, uh, those, you know, that shreddy guitar and the kick drum and everything. But then you've got that synth sound, which is straight up electronica. So... Um, Remiga Ego has, it looks like he's only done a few uh, indie games. I see here Hacknet, he did the official soundtrack as well as the spinoffs and expansions. Super Mutant Alien Assault in 2015 composed the soundtrack for that, which sounds dope. 
and looks like a game called The Last Spell. Looks like an isometric sort of maybe roguelike or dungeon crawler um, in 2020. That sounds familiar. But this game looks pretty cool. I did pull it up on Steam. It looks like, I, I don't know how long I'd play it because it looks kind of hard, but it's a, it's a, a platform bullet hell uh, shooter type game with roguelite elements. Uh, a sprawling handcrafted world of demons, insanely over the top boss fights, and a heavy synthwave soundtrack. What game are we talking on about? This, uh, hell is Other Demons. Oh. Um, this is the, the game, game you that own. This, that this song is from. Yeah, the game I own that this song is from. But you've never um, played it. That I haven't played. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, it looks like making sure said, we weren't like, talking about one of these games that we were mentioning, like The Last Spell oh, no. or something. Thank you for clarifying. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, it, like I said, looks kind of hard. Side scrolling, plat- platforming, bullet hell, um, with big pixels, according to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch Ooh. summary. Um, Spicy. Driven by quick, creative gameplay that rewards fast decision making and faster reflexes. Jump into the hooves of a demon out to kill a bunch of other demons as you progress through an extensive campaign and dominate wonderfully over the top bosses. So, yeah, sounds pretty cool. Um, I want to hear the rest of the soundtrack if it sounds like this. I'll probably check it out. It's pretty similar. Yeah, I I would recommend you check this out. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, This soundtrack pairs really nicely with a game that I have also brought some tracks from before and that I decided not to bring this time, Helltaker, which is free on Steam. It's kind of a, a, a rhythm puzzle game. Um, with some really cute art and it's uh, but it's really good and it's got this sort of club sound too um, then we go to another indie game that really took off uh, I heard a lot about this game never played it it's a party yeah, style I haven't played game, it either. Right? I think so um, yeah they're talking about Dicey Dungeons and specifically the Reunion uh, DLC this song is Not Today, Satan. <laughs> uh, and it was composed by Chipsel. I have no idea what Satan has to do with this track. Yeah, but, didn't tell you. But once I heard that saxophone, I had to squeeze it in. You know, this is this is good stuff, man. And that sax gets wild in this track. This track is crazy, man. This track is nuts, but it's so good. Definite sweet, sexy sax. Um, Dicey Dungeons... It had something to do with, like, deck building, right? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It's funny because I think the majority of people probably, the majority of gamers probably at least tried this game, especially casual gamers. And here's you you and me, and we have not. So. <laughs> it did very well but, on Steam. Very positive reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the record, uh, Hell is Utter Demons also has very positive reviews for anybody who wants to go and check these out. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at, the, nuts, looking at the man. YouTube. It's just crazy. <laughs> looking at the YouTube comments, um, and you see the talks about a witch. So I guess I don't know. There's a witch in this level. Um, okay. All the reunion tracks are bangers, but this one has to be my fave. Everybody's talking about how the stacks doesn't have to go this hard. Um, and, uh, you know, calling Chipsel out. Chipsel, by the way, a musician from Northern Ireland. Uh, her real name is Niam Houston. And uh, she is best known for making chiptune music, specifically with a Game Boy, so like LSDJ. And uh, she has also worked on Super Hexagon, Interstellaria, and uh, she contributed some music to, it looks like, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. And nice. also uh, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom, and Just Shapes and Beats. So, man, I freaking love... I'm at the... Uh, right around the two-minute mark, the saxophone just... 
It's not doing those <laughs> insane runs, but it just sounds so jazzy and cool. And then there's like a she threw in the sound of a crowd cheering, which is just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is so good, man. It's I love this track so much. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> this track is so cool. This was a good find. You said you hadn't played this one, right? I, I have, have not, uh, but um, the soundtrack, though, is, is really cool. Yep, that's what I did. I, I hopped on to uh, <laughs> hopped on that same website that Hail we used for the Satan. Randomizer episode, <laughs> and I typed in the names of a lot of different demons and... Uh, and, um, you know, Satan and, you know, devils and hell and Hades and all that stuff, underworld. And I just kind of looked for things that looked interesting. In fact, I do have to shout out, uh, there's another series that uh, you can't really have this episode without that we're going to hear from later on. But another one that I think a lot of people might think of is the um, the Darksiders series. Okay. And uh, that's that's the one where you play as as the uh, the Horseman of the Apocalypse. The four right? Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there are a lot of demon names in there, uh, specifically yeah. demons associated with like the seven deadly sins, which yeah. is one of the the classic categorizations of demons, um, like Mammon for greed, and of course you've got Leviathan and Belial and Beelzebub, and there were some really really cool ones. Uh, the Belial track from. Darksiders Genesis was almost on this playlist, and it's really oh, okay. good. That was one of your picks the most? Yeah, it didn't quite fit the sound I was going for in the end, uh, and there were some other ones I really wanted to bring. Actually, it was bumped by the third track in my next block, who I brought almost exclusively because of who composed it. Okay, but well, I'm glad because I, lo- I love who composed it. <laughs> I one know of my, you do, one man. Of my, I know. One of my great finds back in the day, not even that far long ago. <laughs> yep, yep. But another game I almost pulled from is, uh, actually I almost pulled from two games in your next block, but this first one is a special place in my heart just because of uh, my background in, in literature sure. and uh, in Christianity, so I'm excited to get into it. All right, well, before we do, I was sitting here thinking, like, after you did your research for the uh, for the episode this week, your wife sits down at the computer and, you know, starts looking around on Google and stuff and then starts seeing ads pop up for Satan and, you know, hmm. <laughs> I'm getting all these ads about Satan and hell. And it's because you're sitting over there on another website (laughs) typing all these words in. (laughs) Yeah, that's, oh, that's good stuff, man. Anyway, let's get into that track that you have a soft spot for. I love this game, by the way. Frank and I have talked a few times about this game and about that release day in general because this particular game came out on the same day as Bioshock 2, I think it was. No. Um, but yeah, fun block coming up. You're really going to like my third pick, I think. Let's Good, start man. this off by taking a listen to Crossing the Sticks from Dante's Inferno. This released on February 9th, 2010, and it was composed by Paul Gorman.
Coming up next, let's take a listen to Gates of Hell from Hades, released on September 17th, 2020, composed by Darren Korb. Closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to Your Own Personal Demon from After Party. This released on October 29th, 2019, and it was composed by Scientific. Mm. 
coming back in, we are first talking about Crossing the Sticks from Dante's Inferno, again released February 9th, 2010, and composed by Paul Gorman. You said you had a uh, soft spot for this particular IP, huh? I do, yeah, IP. Man, that's so crazy to call it an IP, you know. It's a... It is, though. <laughs> centuries old epic poem um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is now but it is it is and man a uh, little bit of background before before you talk about the game which i have no experience with but for anybody who doesn't know dante's inferno uh the inferno was actually the first part of a trilogy of um of epic poems the inferno the purgatorio and the paradiso written by the italian poet dante alighieri and it was also as kind of an homage to the ancient epic poem about the founding of Rome written by Virgil called the Aeneid. Uh, and in fact, the poet Virgil's ghost shows up to guide Dante through hell uh, and well, through hell and to paradise eventually. And so much of later Christian, like the doctrine about hell is based on things that were originated in Dante's Inferno. And a lot of the rest of it is based on like Greek, like I said, the Greek myth of the underworld. And the rest of it is based loosely on the uh, Jewish idea of hell from the Hebrew Bible uh, or the Old Testament. And then the rest of it is based on a handful of scattered references from across the New Testament that if you take them by themselves are not enough to give you a clear picture of anything. So... The idea that is pushed by so much of the church today about this this separate place of eternal conscious torment for anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus is it, it it's it's a very loose interpretation at best of anything from the actual Bible. So sure, um, that's and my the, and the game is thing. very loosely based on Inferno. Right. Yeah. In this one, Dante is less of like a tourist going through hell and much more of a warrior kind of in kind of like Orpheus going into the underworld to rescue. Yeah, his the game was. <laughs> Very, very similar in style and often compared to where God of War was at back in like the, the mid to late 2000s and early 2010s before the reboots. Gotcha. This game had okay. a very God of War centric gameplay loop. And it was quite fun. Just looking at the comments, it seems to have been very popular. People looking for, uh, you know, a sequel or at least a remake on modern consoles. Yeah, well, there was supposed to be a sequel that got canceled at one point. Um, but the game's depiction of Hell uh, was, was pretty, you know, I don't want to say graphic, but... Um, definitely towing the lines for that time period, even though that was only 13 years ago, give or take. Um, but that's what a lot of like reviews and comments were talking about was how it was depicting hell and the way that it actually looked. Uh, the game, like I said, it was a lot of fun. And this particular track, I actually feel like is super haunting, right? Crossing the sticks, the river sticks. Yeah, it really is. Which, yeah, the river sticks was in, uh, you know, the poem. That was how Dante got into to hell, I believe. And, uh, of course, my as, fantasy as baseball team Greek. name in mm -hmm. Dan's fantasy league is the sticks fan. Very nice, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and I have a picture. My my team logo is a, a demon nun with an upside down cross painted on her forehead. <laughs> All right. So this this episode is really in your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it's it's weird because some depictions of hell, um, especially if they're a little bit more comedic or more action oriented, don't really bother me too much. 
But I guess because of my evangelical upbringing, some of the more like occult or satanic um, imagery still sometimes gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. Even oh, though I'm, I'm I'm so like not religious or superstitious anymore, it, it, that is still one of the things that can get to me. <laughs> so <laughs> good to know. Noted. Yep. So uh, so yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but this is this is really cool, man. Um, I love the dark sound. This whole uh, this whole block is kind of whiplash for our listeners because it's <laughs> like the other direction from my block. <laughs> yeah, and uh, most people with Dante's Inferno. Before we move on, right there, most familiar probably with Gary, Gary Scheiman doing the soundtrack. Uh, he was the one I think solely that was listed on the cover of the artwork for Dante's Inferno soundtrack, but roughly half of the entire soundtrack was done by Paul Gorman, this track in particular done by Paul, who doesn't appear to have that many like composing credits. He has worked on 47 games, according to Moby Games, but in terms of, like, actually doing music, I mean, he did the music for Chess Mates back in 1996 on PC. Um, he did the music for Arthur's Kindergarten in 1999. A classic, of course. Arthur's First Grade in 1999 as well. The Arthur Composer. Congratulations, <laughs> Paul. Um, Lego My Style Preschool and Lego My Style Kindergarten. The Legend of Alon Dar for PS2 in 2001. Interesting. And then from there, we go to Dante's Inferno in 2010. And this is his last one that he did music for. Everything else has been like sound design, game mixing, audio director, that kind of stuff. I also uh, I also need to point out a, one more thing about this whole <laughs> Dante's Inferno business. Okay, moving on from Paul. Done with Paul. Yeah, moving on from Paul, but I'm glad you gave him some uh, gave him some credit there. But so Inferno was originally uh, is the Italian word for hell, which is why you know that this, that's what this part of the poem is based on. Pronounce it like the Italians um, would. Inferno. Inferno. <laughs> But it's, uh, it was, that's all it originally meant was just this or inferno was, was hell. Sure. Um, and it has since come to mean like, an inferno. like Frank Wood, Mario, <laughs> yeah, Mario. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it has since come to be uh, kind of, kind of synonymous with fire. Like an inferno is like a massive fireball or a pyre, which is ironic because in Dante's hell in Dante's uh, image of hell, uh, it's actually a very cold place, and the farther down you go, the colder it gets, until the very bottom layer of hell is basically like this frozen wasteland, because it is the farthest from the light, and I guess presumably the heat, of God. So, But closer to the cold. center of the earth, which would be warm. Uh, yeah, I guess in Dante's Inferno, it actually, you know, you would be closer to the center of the earth. I'm not sure if they knew yet back then that the center of the earth was warm, but, uh, but yeah, knew. so th think the about that aliens next time. <laughs> think they about knew. that the next time you say that something is cold as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and from Dante's Inferno, we go to the Greek underworld. We took a listen to Gates of Hell from Hades. Again, released on September 17th, 2020, composed by one of Kyle's masters of EGM, Darren Korb. What a cool track, dude. What a cool game. What a cool concept. I'm so glad a sequel's happening. I love this the game. The whole soundtrack is, is, and the whole game, you know, the art, the gameplay, everything is, was just so good. Yep. And yeah. So you play as the the son of Hades, right? Z uh, Zagreus. Zagreus, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Hades, the lord of the underworld, right? <laughs> this being their, yep. their, I guess, hell. I mean, it says gates of hell. It's in the track. Yeah, and, and I mean, the underworld was an interesting place because there were different places in... They were all everybody in the underworld. went to the underworld, like, even, didn't they? Yeah, even heaven was yeah. in the underworld. <laughs> uh, the, the, the fields of Elysium were in the underworld. Most people ended up on the fields of Asphodel, um, which is just sort of like a, a neutral zone. But then the worst of the worst ended up in Tartarus, which was the deepest pit. and uh, Which we've played that track from this game before. That's probably the dopest track from the soundtrack, Tartarus. Man, I, I was going to bring Tartarus to this uh, this episode, <laughs> and then I looked and saw that y'all had played it. Yeah. So then the I was actually going to bring... The only track we played from this game before, I think. Mm-hmm. Then I was going to bring The God of Hell, which is like a, an epic track, and I'm pretty sure is the Satan boss fight. Um, and then I ended up not, not going with this. So I'm glad that you brought something from Hades. And Fair. Yeah, this, this makes sense. This makes sense. I freaking love this game. Like I said, I'm glad we're getting a sequel, presumably next year. Um, I know Kyle's going to be all over it when it comes out as well. It's still crazy to me that for how great Darren Corb is, he's only done a couple games. Like, it's still crazy. Yeah, it is. Transistor, it is. Bastion, Pyre, Hades. <laughs> I feel like he has to be, you know, he has to be busy doing other stuff besides just making music for super giant games. But I don't know. Maybe that's why they're so good, because he literally just spends all his time working on this and making it as good as it is. <laughs> yeah, super cool. I'm always excited to hear more of his work. I'll be excited to hear the uh, soundtrack for Hades 2 when it drops. Should be dope. Yeah, this is a very cool sounding track and another game. This entire block, I was telling you, featured games that I knew I was going to bring to this episode if you didn't already have something from these games. Yeah, for sure. Like, these were three that I knew for sure. Yeah, this is this is something I'm going to bring. But yeah. Did you end up having to sub anything out because of games I brought? No, I did not. Oh, I did not. My last track there in that block comes from a game that I freaking adore. We listened to your own personal demon from After Party. Again, released October 29th, 2019. Composed by Scientific, I think is how you would say it. It's S-C-N-T-F-C. Andrew Rohrman is his real name. Um, He is from Seattle, Washington. Specializes in the EDM, hip-hop, and rock genres. Has done a few things. Um, Obviously, he did the soundtrack to After Party, but also did Oxenfree, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, uh, Jet the Far Shore. Yeah. I mean, he's Old Man's Journey, which I also played uh, Galaxy. Yeah. He's done a few things here and there. Nothing like massive, but After Party was such a fun game, dude. You played as these like recently graduated college students. Forget their names. Um, they died at this party they went to and ended up in hell and they have no idea how they got there. So the name of this track, Your Own Personal Demon, when you get down to hell in this game, you get assigned a personal demon and their personal demon was uh, Sister Mary something. And um, they go around and um, they... (laughs) Purpose of the game, dude. So the purpose of the game... Eventually, right? Like you go through hell, you talk to people, you figure out what's going on, or at least you try to. You get an invite to Lucifer's party. And in order to get your lives back for Lucifer to grant you like, you know, to go back to the world of the living, 
you basically just have to outdrink him in a drinking contest. So the so the entire man. game is built up <laughs> on powering up and getting ready for this drinking contest and taking party and and taking part in like frat parties at bars and scenarios where you're just making choices and I don't know, just watching things play out. This is a really fun game from Night School Studio. Um, the same crew that brought us Oxen Free and Oxen Free 2, which is why it's the same composer. Love it. Uh, but this is a really this... cool sounding track, dude. It is, man. I, you know, started listening to it as we were uh, just started talking about it. And so I'm just now getting to the point around the two minute mark where yeah, same. it starts to build up into something just really cool. And like you said, it's still slow. It's still, uh, you know, still brooding uh, in its way. But it just, it gets more intense. Such a cool vibe, man. Like, I don't know. I really like this. Kind of want to play through this game again. I didn't get the best of results my first time through, and I never went back and played through it again. Yeah, uh, that's how I feel about Hades. Um, I I only made it about probably a third of the way through, and then I, I got distracted. At least I finished starting this. To get a little, starting to get a little hard for me, because I'm, I'm a casual gamer, I guess, these days. Lower the difficulty, <laughs> but, or get good. Yeah, I could I could do that. I could do that, for sure. One um, of the two. You have two yeah, options. Um, but it's really cool, and I, I might just have to check this out. Uh, you should. It does sound like the kind of game I would have fun with. Yeah, I think anyone that's into this kind of concept or, you know, gameplay style, very cool Halloween game. It's a lot of fun, and I don't think it's ever really that expensive. Lots of indie games on the list today. Uh, I'm I'm glad because, and I mean, there's a lot of indie games that are kind of based on on this this idea. But you know, Doom, I guess I would consider sort of a, a proto AAA game. It wasn't when it first came out, but it has turned into a AAA property for sure. Uh, Dante's Inferno, even though it's you know a little bit lesser known, like you said, it's got that God of War feel. Um, and then you know, one of your games later on from from a very big name series absolutely but the rest of them you know even if some of them did get some notoriety uh they you know they still aren't uh they, they're not triple a by any means you know, yeah you got dicey dungeons and then hades and then the first uh first game in my next block let's get to it yeah um <laughs> one of my favorite depictions of uh of hell and uh and the devil in in recent pop culture not just the game but also the uh, show that is based on the game and which is just so much fun really really cool starting out my next block we're going to listen to the final boss battle music, One Hell of a Time, from Cuphead, released September 29, 2017, composed by Chris Madigan.
Next up, we're going to listen to Final Push for the Surface from Nociceptious Simple Outlook from Hell, released January 12, 2021, composed by Princess Sylve Spirit. Closing out my second block, we're going to listen to Endgame from Astaroth, the Angel of Death, released in 1989, composed by Jochen Hippel.
jumping back in to a pretty good mix of a block here. Yeah. First talking about One Hell of a Time from Cuphead. It has been One Hell of a Time. Cuphead, subtitled, Don't Deal with the Devil. (laughs) So, yeah, for anybody, for the uninitiated, the whole premise of this game is that Cuphead and his pal Mugman, who ends up being his brother in the, the, the show... Um, go to the Devil's Casino and um, make a big bet and they lose everything and have to go around and collect souls from other people who have lost to the Devil and um, so other people who like happen to be their, their friends. And so um, it's kind of a dark game even though it's like a cartoony look and uh, this is at the end when you finally get back to the Devil's Casino and you fight the Devil himself and uh, as everything else is on this soundtrack, which y'all have played most out now this yeah. is just it, it's so good man it's Dude, so this soundtrack is so stacked it's so great from top to bottom and it just fits so well with the game and i mean i know we've talked about that in the past but it's just amazing how well it fits that time period that it's going for right the, the time period that it aims to be it nails it perfectly it's so good and you're right. This is a very good rendition of the devil. Yep. Yeah, he's got kind of that that classic like folklore sort of a goat look about him. Like he's furry and, and black, and he like he kind of he can shape shift and stuff. And that's very very like European folklore yeah. devil stuff. And um, in the show, <laughs> in the show, I, I can't remember who he's voiced by, but man, he is just no no pun intended. He is charming as hell, <laughs> and he's he's kind of a isn't he villain. supposed like he, to be? He is. He is. But he just—he's su- just such a showman a and guy. kind of a diva. And like at one point, he has a dance-off with Miss Chalice to try to win okay. Cuphead's soul. Um, and it's just, it's, even if you haven't played the game, anybody who, anybody should just really check out this episode. You'll know what you're getting into, or this show, you'll know what you're getting into after a couple of episodes. So if you don't like it by then, you're not going to like it, but I love it. I, I've watched it with my kids probably what two is or three it times on? all the way through. Uh, it is on Netflix. It's Netflix is it on original. Netflix? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, people who are savvy enough, I'm sure anybody can find a way to watch it, but, oh, yeah. but it's, it's so good. And, um, devil is, is one of the best characters in the show yeah <laughs> he's really absolutely. cool absolutely um, and yeah man, great great jazz music absolutely swing big bands love this stuff uh not gonna spend a whole lot of talking about time time talking about the music because y'all did a whole episode on this but chris madigan is a uh, is a percussionist in a big swing band and um so i you know he he knew what he was doing when he absolutely when he wrote the score and and conducted the you know the orchestra that played it and it just oh it sounds so this is one of the few soundtracks I can listen to with my dad, and he still enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, cool. Which tells you, you know, yeah. it's, this is some really, really good stuff. Uh, if, in, if you want to hear more, of course, you can go back and listen to Brian and Frank's episode about Cuphead. But I also did an was episode it with of... Uh, yeah, I was not on the, um, the I Cuphead I guess that episode. was... So quite it, some time it ago. Must have yeah. been Frank. Yeah. yeah dang. Um, I also did an episode about Cuphead with Lemon Boy, my middle child who just turned 12 this year. And uh, Cuphead is one of his favorite games. And the soundtrack is is maybe his favorite video game soundtrack. And so uh, okay. he just started playing saxophone this year. And so oh, nice. Maybe, who knows? Maybe one of these days he and the Shukapau playing trumpet can get together and, and, and do some Cuphead stuff. Get some <laughs> get some family sweet sexy sax. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wrong, yeah, what's, man. What's wrong with what's wrong with your kid going out know. there and just F- family and sexy? Just sounds weird to me, but you oh. know, maybe maybe that says more about me than about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, before we get too, too introspective on that, let's move on to a track from a game neither one of us had heard of before I brought it to the episode. Uh, yeah. This is from a game called Nociception Simple Outlook from Hell. I'm glad you knew how to say that because I would have probably struggled. <laughs> uh, the, the track is called Final Push for the Surface. And um, if this sounds to anybody like Toho, it's because that was the inspiration for this game series. It has become a series all on its own. And it is... It's kind of a doujin style uh, like Toho, where it's kind of made mostly by one person with some elements pulled from different places. I, I don't think that the creator of the game, uh, who goes by the name of Ethereal Airport, is the same person as Princess Sylph Spirit, who is the composer of this track. Um, I, I'm wondering maybe if, uh, kind of like uh, the, to the Toho creator did for his first couple games, um, or with some of his games at least, I wonder if um, Ethereal Airport went online and found some like existing tracks and pulled them in. But uh, Maybe. Well, actually, no. It says, okay, I'm just going to read from this from nociception.itch.io, which is where you can go and play the first game. Um, Ethereal Airport writes, My very first complete game project. Of course, I have tons of help and nudges in the right direction from the cool people in the Bullet Hell Engine Discord. Thank you guys for being so patient with a newcomer like me that hadn't even touched programming prior to this. It's a bit janky since it was a learning experience to make it more than anything. Apologies for the jank. I hope you enjoy the game, and I hope you enjoy the wonderful music by Princess Silvspirit. A sequel is already being worked on that is higher resolution, much longer, and will be a bit more distant from Toho. Uh, that game... That game is called uh, it is called Nociception um, Voltaic Marketplace. Uh, it is on Steam and has uh, has positive reviews, very positive, looks like actually. Um, but that was a sequel to this original game. Um, this is not a Toho fan game. It is in its own universe. Um, he went f she went for a simple story since it is her first game. A demon, demons are called reruns in this universe, uh, wishes to reach the surface even though reruns are only permitted to visit the surface one specific day of the year. The reason? Because some ice cream sounds good right now. Okay. <laughs> so this is the final push. Yeah, it's almost 1am. Uh, I don't know uh, if it sounds great right now. But yeah, maybe. Trying to get to the surface and eat some ice cream. Yeah. Sorry, what about that? Oh, I said, I don't know. It's almost 1 a.m. I don't know if ice cream sounds great right now, but maybe. <laughs> gotcha. I thought you were saying the track sounds great right now. Like, you're, you're actually going to talk no. about the music? What? No. The track does sound great at the moment that I'm at where I'm listening to it. This track goes hard, dude. The piano's sick. I didn't think this sounded like Toho at all. I'll be fair. Um, but I don't, I don't know a ton about Toho. I mean, I've heard some things from it, and I mean, I know about Toho, but I don't, like, know about Toho. So this didn't sound like Toho to me. This sounded like traditional... I don't want to call it generic, but very standard anime style opening theme music. I really dug it. Gotcha. Yeah. It, well, and I think that Toho kind of um, was heavily inspired by that. Uh, to say that something sounds like Toho is disingenuous because there have been so many different Toho interpretations and spinoffs over the decades that there is no one Toho sound, but some of it is influenced by that same, you know, anime um, sure. style. But, but you are absolutely correct. Uh, and now what everybody was wondering about, what is nociception? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. So nociception is the process by which our nervous system takes stimuli that we feel uh, in our, through our skin usually and so transmits that to the brain as a pain response. So it's like it's how pain happens in our brains. 
Okay. Um, you know, you get a uh, like some kind of mechanical uh, stimulation, like a cut or a bruise or something, or like a thermal stimulation where something's too hot or too cold, or some kind of like like chemical thing, like an acid burn or like when you eat something spicy. Well, your nerves transmit that stimulus to your brain electronically, and that process is called nociception. Okay. So there you go. Well, thanks, thanks, Doctor Roth. If your first name is Bed, <laughs> last name Roth. Doctor Roth, I like that. I like that. Prof Jeff and Doctor Roth. And Jesus Christ. And, uh, what would, uh, uh, Save what would us yours from be, the hell and demons? I have no idea. Apothecary, apothecary Brian. I guess. <laughs> You're, you're the you're the purveyor of of exotic imbibements. Right? <laughs> Always growing or growing or burning something good. Growing or brewing sure. something, yeah, yeah man, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, this is so cool. And uh, you know, the art's cute. You just got this like you know demonic little shadow girl in a bright yellow sundress and hat. Just wants to go to the surface for some ice cream. Come on, demons are supposed to break the rules. Who cares if it's her day to go to the surface? Yeah, she got a nice little hat on. You know, a little flower in there. Man, I got, I'm listening to one of those epic piano runs again. This The it's piano cool. in this track, like you said, man. Very, very cool. so hard. It does. It's very cool. Good find. Thanks, man. Uh, this other one, this next one is a good find, too. Another Hell yes, it is. <laughs> Best find. By, um, by one of our new favorite composers that we have found recently, Jochen Hippel. Oh. Uh, this is the in-game music from the Amiga game Astaroth, the Angel of Death. Came out in 1989. The, uh, the graphics look pretty cool. Can't they do tell for 1989. Yeah, it is. looks not bad. Maybe like a side-scrolling adventure style game? Kind of. Probably just like dodging the, yeah, dodging the skulls that are dropping spit at you for some reason. Uh, oh, the spit's coming the whole from the soundtrack, ceiling. The whole soundtrack, as is pretty common for the Amiga, is only about 18 minutes long, and it's really cool. So I would encourage people to go check it out. There's actually just a whole a YouTube video that is the whole soundtrack for this game. Just go to YouTube and type in Astaroth Angel of Death soundtrack. Um, it's all good stuff. I mean, it's Jochen Hippel. Uh, yeah, you're not going to really get anything bad here, especially... Planet. Yeah, I was going to say, but damn, dude, this is so dope, and it's one that I hadn't heard. Uh, there's, you know, there's so much Amiga stuff out there that I've not discovered yet. And that's why I like doing the focus is so much on Amiga music here on the show, because it honestly is. And I say it all the time. It's one of my favorite platforms in terms of music and for discoveries and things like that, because, dude, there's stuff like this out there that I had no yeah, idea man. about. I mean, there's stuff in the States that, that, you know, in the States, the Super Nintendo, I think, is like the big nostalgic favorite when it comes to video game music because so many people had it and it has so much good stuff on it. But I feel like in Europe, the Amiga was that for so many people and with good reason because it sounds so good. Yeah. And it's capable of stuff like this, which if you're into this kind of music, this kind of like, I don't know, like psychedelic oh, electronic sort yeah. of. A, yeah. Talk dirty. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good stuff, man. And so Astaroth is one of the deeper cuts that I brought today. Um, you know, we've talked about Satan. We've talked about Lucifer. I mentioned several other demons earlier. Hail, yeah. Um, you know, Beelzebub and stuff like that. Astaroth is sort of like, I don't know, um, the, the stepchild. Uh, when, when people think about, at least when I think about um, the, the big three and the triumvirates, um, there was Julius Caesar, there was Pompey in ancient Rome, and then there was a third guy that nobody ever remembers. <laughs> Astaroth is kind of that in the okay. unholy trinity of early demonology. Um, so 
in early demonology, you had um, this this sort of unholy trinity that sort of um, was the antithesis of the holy trinity, and they were made up of Lucifer, Beelzebub, and Astaroth. Uh, Astaroth was the great duke of hell, um, and like a lot of demons were at this point, uh, he is most likely named after um, the goddess, uh, or a deity from another culture. In this case, the Near Eastern goddess uh, Astarte, uh, who is almost definitely an equivalent of the Babylonian Ishtar. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times the Hebrew and the later, like, um, Jewish uh, occultists and uh, then later the early Christian occultists would take ancient, you know, quote-unquote false gods from Hebrew scripture and turn them into these, um, you know, sort of like propaganda. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so that's Astaroth. And, um, did you find I this track that... by literally searching for the name Astaroth? I, I did, actually. This that's was a really late find for me. Impressive. Because I, at one point I started looking through, um, I just looked through a big list of demons from around the world because I wanted to try to get some other, you know, stuff in here. And I saw Astaroth and I was like, oh, I know that name. And so I looked into it and I was like, oh, Astaroth, that's cool. And this popped up and man. <laughs> Crazy so find. Good, dude. Yeah, that's incredible. So good. This track, it, it's it's typical Yoken, right? It's not, it doesn't loop. It's like five, six minutes long and stays and it dope just keeps moving the on entire stuff, yeah. time. Yeah, like constantly something different yeah it's so good different kinds of dope it's so good (laughs) um yeah uh i don't know prof jeff may know more about the history of like ishtar and astaroth and and stuff like that um where the i I thought he disappeared he's not around that much anymore Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe he still hangs out in the wrestling server sometimes, but nah, I know like, that he, he has he gotten... made a comment that he was going to watch something, but he's like, I wasn't going to watch this, but maybe I will. I don't know what he's doing. He's too busy teaching. He, uh, yeah, he's busy teaching, and I think he also, he has really been into wrestling for a while, but he also really likes anime and comics, and I think he likes to sort of diversify his intake, and so I think maybe he's going to give the wrestling a rest for a little bit and go to one of those other things, <laughs> but, um, but he still listens. He listens to every episode. Um, and uh, he still thinks your voice is better than mine, but I don't. I don't hold that against him. I mean, um, <laughs> anyone with a brain, um, but you know. But, but yeah, man, I don't know where the creators of this game got the angel of death. I, I don't see that in any of the any of the reference, but I don't care. This track is just dope, man. I, I like to think so that Astaroth is the character you're walking around as. Like he's this like little, oh, that'd be just, cool. You know, he just walks around with his hat on and his his vest or whatever that is. I feel like his hair. It blowing. might be that that naked a demon babe who you like you see in some of the like uh i'm at about the 12 minute mark on the yeah, video i'm right around that spot too yeah. yeah and you're like telepathically fighting with some some naked demon chick and that may be astaroth i don't know well, anybody who I actually heard of this game or knows it <laughs> right yeah this guy looks like a classic sort of occultist yeah indiana jones explorer type dude so shooting lightning out of his hands yeah dope fine dude very very cool thanks dude i'm really proud of that one i'm like always excited to hear new yoke and hipple New to us, I should say. Not new, of course, but dude be sick to hear new as well but anytime we get some uh some yoking on the show it's a good time a hell of a good time all right man or one um, hell of a time I should say one hell of a time that's right bring it full circle for this block uh for your next block our last block of the episode there's a, a game that i want to hear more about and that i think i would like a game i've never heard of and then a game that of course you know everybody knows this series so yeah i'm excited to get into it man i am as well i think my my closeout here is fitting for the last track of the episode before we uh, we send it off with a 
a lengthy ending track from you, which I'm excited to hear because big fan of the uh, individual that is responsible for this track. But um, yeah, it's good shit. This is going to be a good block. I think you're going to dig this middle one. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Let's go ahead and kick things off by taking a listen to Blood Moon from Cult of the Lamb. This released on August 11th, 2022. It was composed by Riverboy.
coming up next, we're going to take a listen to I Am Satan from Lisa the Painful, released on December 15th, 2014, composed by Austin Jorgensen. Closing out this block, let's take a listen to Hell from Diablo 2, released on June 28, 2000, composed by Matt Ullman.
Coming back in, we are first talking about Blood Moon from Cult of the Lamb. Again, released on August 11th, 2022, and composed by Riverboy. Real name, uh, Narayanan Johnson, who I believe is from Australia. Cool. Very cool. What a dope game and a dope soundtrack, dude. Yeah, this track is really cool. Is the whole thing like this sort of lo-fi hip-hop sort of style? Like lo-fi hell hip-hop type of a vibe. Uh, Super chill, super, super cool soundtrack. Uh, It's very fitting for the style of game, Cult of the Lamb being a roguelike cult simulator, so to speak. Uh, with town building elements uh it was published by devolver so you know they only publish the craziest and wackiest of things that always end up being really freaking good uh that's why kyle and i are such big fans of them but i never did finish cult of the lamb kyle did um it's a great game though dude like super customizable letting you, you know, design the cultists that you recruit and find by going through the various wings of this uh, netherworld that you're in. You're trying to defeat this, uh, like, I think it was called the one who waits or something like that, like the final boss. And if you're able to defeat him, I guess he supposedly said, like, you know, he'll send you back to the land of the living or whatever. Um, But you go around and fight these various beasts, creatures, demons, bosses. Very, very satanic game. Very satanic. Um, But in a very playful way. But there's human sacrifice in the game <laughs> but they're not humans they're yeah, lambs or creatures right yeah it's like did you ever see the episode of south park the christmas the christmas critter wonderland one with like the demonic i have not seen that one uh woodland creatures it's very similar <laughs> to that okay but it's such a cool concept and if it's interesting at all and you've never played it i would highly encourage you to go look at it see if it's something you'd be interested in playing and if you are buy it before the end of the year if you're not sold at full price or whatever the price is when you look wait till thanksgiving wait for around black friday week to see if it goes on sale buy it because as it stands right now massive monster the developers of the game said they will be deleting it at the first of the year when uh the changes to unity go into effect though unity did scale back and they said they would make some changes who knows if that'll stick and they'll still delete the game but I would rather be Better, safe than yeah, sorry if you want to play this right. ever. Buy the damn game before they end up deleting it. Yep. Yeah, I might just have to do that if it's not too much. You know, it's. Uh, uh, it sounds like the kind of thing I would like. I mean, with my religious background, the the whole idea of like. And you like town builders and stuff. Like you like that in yeah, Act Razor. I, I like and stuff. those sims, yeah. and and uh, and I like the um, you know, I uh, like the aesthetic. It looks really cool. So yeah, plays heavily with religious tropes too. Like as you go in and have sermons with your followers, and you can pick various attributes and things that you do again i guess you don't have to lean into the sacrifices you can go other directions whenever you level up and you get to choose like what your cult is going to focus on next you always are presented a choice like you get one of two options basically um so you don't have to lean into the sack you can you can play this game like super super good if you wanted to but it's not fun Kyle made his followers eat shit. That's also, you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> he would just feed them plates you know, of plates of shit. 
adds to the replayability as well yeah. so that's cool but but very chill track man I, I like the sound of that and i like the sound of this game i'll have to uh i'll have to look into it yeah i highly encourage you to do so <laughs> and then we move into that middle track <laughs> <laughs> good lord man okay uh what is this game <laughs> i don't know it's a so we listen to i am satan from a game called lisa the painful which again released on december 15th 2014 the entire game and i think this was a one-man project austin jorgensen he's credited as the writer artist designer uh the studio and publisher is dingaling productions which i'm sure is just his <laughs> studio the game was made in rpg maker xv or vx um, I saw something pop up linking to Lisa the Joyful. Which, which I, I think is another game that he did. So I think he did Lisa the Painful and Lisa the Joyful. Um, well, this, this cover on YouTube, or this art on YouTube, is super disturbing. And so is the track, but it's so freaking cool. It's so dope. He also goes by the name, <laughs> apparently, Widley Too Diddly. This guy's interesting. Yeah, um, he sounds quirky. I like it. <laughs> Hopefully but, he's not an asshole. Yeah, but uh, I love <laughs> this. I don't know what like instrument that is or sound effect or whatever they're using to mimic like this satanic laughter (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so so trippy and creepy and fun somehow oh my god it's so good I couldn't, I just couldn't stop smiling throughout just the weird trip that is this song. Like, yeah. I don't even have words for it. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so yeah, this is part of a trilogy. Lisa, the first released in 2012, Lisa, the painful in 2014, and then Lisa, the joyful in 2015. Um, it looks like all the games are bundled together as Lisa definitive edition in earlier this year, actually. Does it say anything about like what kind of game? Uh, it says it features traditional turn-based RPG combat in a 2D side-scrolling overworld. Several of the game's okay. characters, including the protagonist, Brad, are addicted to a drug named Joy. It is claimed in the game that Joy causes its users to feel nothing, but drastically increases the power of attacking moves of the player's party members, though gives them serious withdrawals when unused. Interesting. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see if it says anything about like, obviously the name of this track is I am Satan. I'm scanning through details to see if maybe we can see why it's titled that and how this might play into it. I just realized that this makes me think of two things while you're looking. One, it really gives me strong ICP vibes. It makes me think of the same clown posse. Okay. And it also makes me think of a song that I know so little about and I can't even remember who does it, but all I remember is the music video featured this really disturbing pig mask. I think it was something called Mr. Crinkle. Okay. But I'll have to, I don't know, I'd have to Google that. Uh, but just that that si- sort of off-putting, but in a weird way, not quite evil, but just like really odd. That's, right. That's what I get from this. It's Okay. But yeah, I mean, that, that electronic laugh, it, that totally steals the whole song. It's <laughs> So it says here, both the painful and the joyful take place in a post-apocalyptic wasteland called Olaith. Once a normal town following an unseen cataclysm known as the Flash, 
all women have perished and humanity was left with no way to reproduce. Oh, man. Many have resorted to joy, that highly addictive drug we talked about, being spread by a gang leader named Buzzo. Freaking Buzzo. Buzzo. Uh, so it doesn't really tell me anything here, but if I do a search for like Lisa the Painful and then like Satan or Hell or whatever, I get a hit on a boss. I'm assuming this is a boss. I don't know. It says he's part of, he's the most powerful warlord on the list. And the list is a location in area one and it contains the most powerful men in Olaith. So maybe this is like a, a hunt board. I don't know. Um, but his name is Big Lincoln and it says Big Lincoln sends you to hell. I wonder if, but, <laughs> but there, that wouldn't be like, I, at least I wouldn't think that's this boss. But like, I wouldn't think so. That doesn't make any sense. I'm curious to know how this track actually fits. No, it says Big Lincoln's battle theme is all American badass. It's definitely that's, not this. That's fantastic. We Although it does say when Dingaling was asked who would win in a fight, Dingaling being Austin Jorgensen, Satan or Big Lincoln. Oh, is Satan in the game? He called it a trick question. Big Lincoln and Satan would never fight each other. Satan is <laughs> in the... Oh, my God. Look at Satan in this game. Okay. Hang on, I'm going to send you the link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big fat guy with a beard. With no shirt and a cigarette or cigar hanging out of his mouth. Cigarette. Big old man boobs. Description. <laughs> Satan, or Mike, is an optional boss located east of the EWC. He is a huge shirtless man inside of a truck surrounded by a bloody meat pulp, possibly from the people he has killed. On his right hand is a metal glove fused to his skin. He has a big dusty brown beard which connects to his hair, sunglasses, a cigarette, a belt buckle, and blue jeans. <laughs> Satan or <laughs> Mike. He's located you <laughs> must you must get the keys from area three inside the devil's bathhouse to uh to get to him. Oh man. This game sounds wild and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming oh. this is his boss fight music? Maybe? M that that sound I mean that sounds right. Sounds Maybe the right. laughing is meant to be him. Oh be. man. Could be. He's just a yeah, man named maybe Mike. So. <laughs> Maybe so. Satan this, is this based is... on streamer and former Let's Player Mike Mnemonic, who was added as a Kickstarter goal during its uh, funding. That's funny. Not familiar with Mike Mnemonic, to be fair. But uh, I know he was, he, he was known for driving a truck and having a massive beard, and his real name is Here Mike. Here you go. Here you go, Zanku. This one's for you, bud. Yep. Zanku is <laughs> Satan confirmed. Confirmed. What a dope track, though, dude. I was glad to stumble upon this. I had no idea what this was. Uh, this too, was a random man. find. I'm really glad you found this. Yeah, me too. But that'll take us into my final pick and our last track of the episode before we close things out. Very fitting. We listened to Hell from Diablo 2. Again, this released on June 28th, 2000 and was composed by Matt Uleman. Freaking dude, what a pivotal game, first of all. But I freaking love this franchise. Like the music is always so dope. The setting's so dope. The characters are dope. The gameplay is dope. Everything's dope about Diablo. It's very, very good. I gushed about the game with Kyle when we did the Diablo 4 episode earlier this year, right? So I'm not... And the gameplay doesn't change a whole lot. It's still freaking Diablo from one game to the next. It's just added spells, maybe new classes, new characters, right? But the heart of the gameplay, it's still Diablo. It's an isometric RPG. It's Diablo. But man, the setting, the vibe, the environment, the characters, everything about this series... It's such a fitting in areas, accurate way of like, man, hell could really look like this and hell could sound like this. It's cool as shit. I like it a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as hell could look or sound like anything, I think you're right. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I fall into the uh, category of people who believe that, you know, hell is the hell we make on Earth. Um, uh, you know, it goes back to that nociception in a way. Uh, so much of what people say about hell is that it's this place of sometimes a place of punishment, sometimes just a place of like sadness or sorrow or loss. Uh, you know, some people say it's just like, an, you know, an epic never ending party for all the, the people who weren't square enough to get into heaven you know like you're like an after party right yeah so much of that depends on this idea that there is some way we can remain conscious after we die because the way that we experience everything is through our nervous system so if you don't have a nervous system how does that even work you know like that's that's my skepticism about the afterlife is everything that we understand depends on our bodies so but that's everything we understand you said it yourself that's true that is true um but unlike some other things in you know, in our scientific inquiry that we've looked into, I, I haven't ever seen or heard of anything that makes it seem like there's a way for us to experience things outside of our bodies. But, you know, um, you never know. You never know. The world is bigger than we can imagine it be, and the universe especially. So Absolutely. Um, I, I can't wait to find hell, out if we're ever able to. If there is a hell that exists and people are tortured there forever, then we almost have to be in a simulation because that could only be invented by humans man <laughs> the, the telltale uh, sign yep yep this is a really cool track though not a lot to say about it it's it's probably the most atmospheric track on the playlist but like you said uh, yeah it's, it's got that hellish sound to it and this the story is another this is another course, one that we couldn't yeah. have done this episode without though absolutely doom and diablo i think are the two really big like the biggest hell franchises a lot of people still consider diablo 2 one of the best games of all time yeah it's definitely one of those where like you know the sequel just completely surpassed the uh, you know the original kind of like in Mega Man 2 and yeah. um, you know s- s- games like that that uh, and then there's stuff like Mario 2 and Zelda 2 where it was just like a completely different direction it's yeah. weird but you know completely di- <laughs> diversion from what they did but yeah Matt Ullman hasn't worked on much either, by the way. Uh, he did the original Diablo and Diablo 2, um, worked on Burning Crusade. That's the only World of Warcraft expansion he worked on when he was with Blizzard with Russell Brower and Derek Duke. And then he left Blizzard and went and formed Runic Games with some other people from Blizzard. And then he worked and did the music for Torchlight, Torchlight 2, and Torchlight 3. But he also did the music for Hob as well. So... The Torchlight series is actually made by former Blizzard developers. Well, man, this has been a hell of an episode. And, uh, you know, oh, damn, you don't time care. For... All right, we're just going to move on. All right, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that's no, fair. I think that's cool. I mean, good good research. I didn't have a lot to, to say in response to that. I mean, that's fine. He, I don't care. He didn't do a whole lot, but what he did sounds like it was it was top notch, man. It's fine. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had that hell of an episode comment in my Moving head. Moving on to Bedros' final pick it. of the episode, what we're closing out <laughs> with today. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, touche. Touche. Um, I think that if there was a like if you and I competed right each week to say oh, like who's going to bring the better tracks I think you would have won this week with two tracks against all seven of mine that being the Astaroth uh. track from Yogan <laughs> Hipple and this closeout pick <laughs> this closeout picks my favorite Man. thing on the show today by far I was I knew you would love it and I was super excited about both of those both actually late 
additions to uh, to the playlist, and I'm glad that I brought them. Before I talk about this last track, um, I do want to mention, of course, that, you know, that this was a fantastic episode. The, the music was all really, really great. I think this is a really strong playlist, and you know, nice diverse playlist as well. Um, and uh, I as got to talk usual. a little bit, of, little bit of religious and cultural talk. Yep, as usual, you and I do a pretty good job of diversifying our playsets. And uh, uh, you know, this episode's probably gonna hit just in time for All Hallows Eve, the Devil's Could be Night. Damn close, probably the, the week to, before, but damn, damn close. close. I see what yeah. you did there. <laughs> The, the night before everything resets on All Saints Day, November 1st, and all the devils go back into hiding, according to Catholic folklore. Um, yeah, that's what they want to believe. <laughs> right? They're never... They they're themselves never are the devils. I'm just kidding. That's right, man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, man. How many... in Man, so many of these games I found, there was like a black pope or a dread pope that was like yeah. the, the evil, the satanic version of the pope. But, um, but yeah, so okay. My closing track is called Fast Pass. It is from... A, a game called Sigil, and it was um, composed and performed by Buckethead, uh, who, who you know, who you can tell us about. But yeah. I got to tell you, so Sigil is a mod for the uh, for um, Ultimate Doom or Final Doom, the, like the last uh, game in the original Doom series before it got into like you know Doom sixty four and Doom three, and then eventually the you know the more modern the Mick Gordon Dooms. Uh, it's based on that original Doom engine, and it's an unofficial fifth episode. Episode. Uh, you know, there was Knee Deep in the Dead, The Shores of Hell, Inferno. There you go. And then there was uh, Thy Flesh Consumed, which came out in Final Doom or Ultimate Doom. And then Sigil is an unofficial fifth episode, but it's about as official as unofficial games get. This was published by Ramiro Games, developed by the Doom Daddy himself, John Ramiro. <laughs> And uh, it came out on May 31st, 2019. Um, so, you know, um, after, you know, the Doom, Big Doom reboot came out, the original Doom guy, John Romero, came out with his own sequel to the original Doom. Looks pretty cool. The graphics, sounds, enemies, weapons, all of that is based on the original Doom. It's no, there's no new, no new, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, um, no new things in those categories. <laughs> uh, there was a MIDI soundtrack that you can find if you look up, you know, Sigil Doom Mod soundtrack uh, it's on Bandcamp. I forget who it's by, but it's completely different. It, it's fine. It's good. I probably it probably fits the game better actually because it sounds like the original Doom music. But but the soundtrack composed by Buckethead and uh, James Paddock collect, uh, collectively is so good. Yeah, um, this is going to be one... something that I listen to probably before the end of this week, if not tomorrow. I'm going to cue this soundtrack up and go start to finish. Yeah, go listen to it. And if you look on on YouTube for this soundtrack, it is uh, they're they're called different things because on YouTube, the tracks are called based on the name of the level that they play in. But on the official soundtrack, they're given different names. Um, the first or second track on the list, the title of the level um, refers to Baphomet, uh, who is a famous satanic figure um, and is one of like one of the archdemons in some of the uh, the cultures. Um, I don't know the connection between the Baphomet and Bahamut. I think there is some kind of connection, but I, I don't know what it is. I didn't look into that. However, this track, Fast Pass, um, you is... said you brought it for a specific reason. Yes, because because it talks about the like the Satan or Lucifer equivalent in another very well-known religion, or it refers to that. Um, the level that Fastpass plays in is called the Realm of Iblis, and Iblis is the name of the Lucifer figure in Islam. Uh, okay. 
Uh, Iblis is referred to sometimes as the Shaitan, which is based on the same, the Hebrew Satan, uh, which is where we get Satan or the adversary, uh, which was a title that was first given to, well, originally in, in demonic folklore, Satan was a separate figure from Lucifer. And then later, Satan was a title given to Lucifer, and then now it has, of course, morphed into them being the same being. Um, in, in Islam, Iblis was one of the angels of God created in the seventh hell below the seventh earth, and then gradually through worshiping God and, and being a good angel rose through the ranks until he was one of the, the high angels. But then when humans were made and the angels were made to bow down to Adam and Eve, uh, Iblis refused. He thought that he was greater than God's you know supposed greatest creation, and he repeatedly disobeyed God's order to uh, uh, bow to Adam and Eve, and so he was cast down and became, he swore that he would corrupt God's creation from that point forward, and he, that's where he becomes kind of Lucifer. So yeah, their uh, Fast Pass plays in the realm of Iblis. I could not really imagine playing Doom to this track, oh, because it's so I chilled. Could. It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine playing anything to this. I Seven minutes and four seconds. I didn't hardly say a word. I made a few noises here and there, but... I just sat back, leaned back, eyes closed, and I just went away. Like, it's so good. If my afterlife is floating through space and this plays forever, I think yeah. I'm going to be okay. You know, like, this is so good. If hell Very sounds different. anything like the music we played today on the episode, I can't wait to get there. <laughs> This th this track is different from anything else on on the official soundtrack. It's you know it, everything else is more what I think you would think of. But I love this man. I love it so yeah, much. This it's, is uh, incredible. Again, amazing vibe. Gives me uh, really strong Dean Evans vibes. Actually, okay, I can hear uh, it. Some of that Green Lantern Waterworld stuff. Sure, but, it, but it's it's so simple and straightforward. Like there's nothing in this that is technically mind blowing. But it's it's perfect. Yeah, like I wouldn't change anything about this. It's amazing. And I think it's going to be a really great way to close out because it is chill. It's mellow. It's not creepy at all. It's just, man, it's just so good. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's a phenomenal way to close out the show. I'm excited. Like I said, lengthy track, but damn it, stick around. It's so worth it. It's absolutely Buckets off to Buckethead, man. Yeah. Yeah. Buckethead's <laughs> sick, man. He filled in for, uh, well, he, several years, actually, he was with Guns N' Roses after they kind of like fell apart and lost several members, right? Some of them went off and formed Velvet Revolver. Um, Buckethead ended up becoming lead guitarist. I think most people know him because he got famous for wearing a KFC bucket on his head and a mask. <laughs> uh, he still does. Like, every time he performs, he still wears a bucket. It doesn't necessarily have to be a KFC bucket, but um, right. it's always some type of bucket and a mask on. He's got crazy hair. He's a sick guitarist, man. He's very talented. Very, very tell. good. Yeah, he's very good. His, uh, like I said, even though there's spells, nothing He spells his name weird, but his name is also Brian. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. How does he spell it? Weird with an I. Oh, ha, ha. I thought you were going to be like like B-R-I-E-N or B-R-I-O-N no, or something like weird that. weird with an I. Or <laughs> uh, So, okay, okay. I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, like I said, there's nothing super technical about this track, but you can tell that he is such a solid and confident guitarist because yeah. of how this track sounds. Yeah, you he's know? so good. Yeah, this so, is a great. Well, enough talking about it. Let's uh, I don't have anything to plug this week. So let's uh, yeah, let's wrap this up so listeners can hear what we're talking about. All right. Well, before we do, uh, you mentioned a word and it triggered in my mind. Maybe maybe I'll mention 
mentioned something about it. So you mentioned Islam, and I feel like as okay, of time yeah. uh, as of time of recording, yeah. I think it would be remiss if if I didn't say that you know BG Mania here, right? RPG era as a whole, hearts are definitely out there with all those affected by what's going on over in Israel, in Palestine, um, you know, to those that are just innocent bystanders affected by all of this. Uh, definitely devastating. Some of the shit that I saw on social media, you know, things that you don't really want to see, but it quickly circulates and spreads on social media, like some of the videos of the attack on the rave. Um, it's heartbreaking and sad. And you know what? So much, I'm not going to get into science, but so much that also spreads on social media is just this self-indulgent, self-righteous bullshit, you know? And so many people are like saying, I stand with so-and-so, I stand with so-and-so. And then the other half say, how can you stand with them? They're horrible and terrible. And this is a complicated fucking situation. Oh, absolutely. And what we need to know and understand is that there are people just living their lives who didn't ask for any of this and their lives were, were horrible before they're ho even worse now they're not going to get better anytime soon if all we keep doing is focusing on these you know the the big the big stuff um the people are who we need to be standing with and absolutely if if you're inclined to you know support anyone do your best to find ways to support those people directly because they're the ones who need your help so that's my two cents <laughs> no my dad I means perfect yeah like i said i mean that's why i threw it out like to those affected the innocent absolutely, ones that yeah. are just yeah i mean right or wrong terrorist or not right like whoever still sucks yeah absolutely I, th I think you and i probably are gonna have similar opinions on this but you know it because it's such a nuanced situation i, I don't want to trigger any of our listeners of course you know, but of course but i mean it's still it's just like the russian and ukraine thing it, it still sucks absolutely yeah yeah like it I just said, sucks man, hell hell is the hell that we make on earth. hell is and hell is earth yeah 100 percent. like that's what that's kind of what i believe is one of those things yeah. the, on the only way to push back against it is to uh you know try not to get in give into it ourselves day, day by day that's the best we can do yeah well no. that's it yeah best that's we it. can do best we can that's do. it <laughs> so okay well unfortunately i think that'll bring us to the close of the show for this week then and the uh almost close of the spooky season we still have radio hour to go next week our our special radio hour of spooky nintendo 64 music for volume 64 of fun. radio hour yeah, yeah. And then, you like said I we said, we get a handful. Of... Yeah, we got a couple. I need to check. Yeah. I need to check. I need to count and see. It, it's it's still single digits. So, <laughs> yeah. but then yeah. again, haven't really released any episodes that we've been plugging it over the last three weeks. So that's yeah, true. It's my fault. So... But I have been mentioning it for two months now. You guys had time. <laughs> you had time. Single digit still. If we, we need to, you and I will fill the uh, rest of the playlist. Uh, yeah. And then, like I said, that first week after halloween since halloween's on a tuesday if i stuck to updating when we should on release days on wednesdays the episode would come out on november 1st we're gonna do something a little special kind of like a not a bonus episode but kind of a bonus episode <laughs> like like a bonus october episode yeah yeah basically <laughs> basically It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I, I, I agree. I think it's going to yeah, be great. It'll be fun. But enough about that. We do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. 
Bedroth, what are we closing out with? Taking us out of the episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Fast Pass from Sigil, released May 31st, 2019, composed by Buckethead. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.